You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, let's hope Audacity doesn't crash this time. Let's. Because uh, we just pressed record. Yeah, we don't want to be those people, though. We hear people say, oh, we did our podcast and... We had to redo the whole thing because of technical issues. Well, we pressed record, and then it said Audacity has stopped working. And One minute we went, ago. Huh? So anyway, we, this is that was a false start, so let's have a real start. Um, this is Sunday, January the 18th, 2009. You're listening to After the Show, and today I'm going to explain what After the Show is again, because occasionally we do, but not every week. After the show, Because I've forgotten, actually. I need you to explain it to well, me. Well, After the Show is a movie podcast brought to you by A. Scully and Sid Talk, respectively. That's you and me. And we watch a movie. Hold on. Let me get my notebook. Take some notes. Okay, go on. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, we um, review a movie uh, that's coming out on DVD or Blu-ray disc and we talk about it. And we discuss other things. After the show. Yeah, after we've watched the movie. And who are we, exactly? Ace and Sid Talk. And how are we associated with one another and why do we do this together? Husband and wife podcast movie review team. Oh my! <laughs> That's that is, is that on your business card? We met on the internet a long time ago, ten years ago, and one of the things that drew us together was just discussing movies. And all these years later, that's still what we're doing. And now we're just sharing it with the world. So that's um, what after the show is all about. And this is after the show episode number fifty-three. Uh, as, as I said, Sunday, January the eighteenth. But you're probably listening to it on Monday, January the nineteenth. Um, this the movie this week is Swing Vote, and I thought it was an absolutely perfect timing because the president gets sworn in on Tuesday, and this is a presidential type of movie. Brilliant. So um, that was—I don't think that was me planning. It was probably Disney. You know? <laughs> uh, this this DVD and Blu-ray disc comes out. Well, it came out last Tuesday, January the thirteenth. So you can go and buy it now, ready for the big day on Tuesday. Or not. You have to wait till the end of the podcast to see what we tell you to do. Oh, and it's available DVD and Blu-ray. It's from our friends at Disney. And Sid Talk will tell you what this movie's all about. This movie is about the pres- a presidential election that boils down to one man's vote. It is a comedy of sorts. It is a satire. And what we're looking at is an everyman, a working class man, a not really involved man who ends up being the one vote that matters in the... In the election, which, of course, we have to all accept <laughs> through the course of the movie that this premise is, you know, not that it's a reality. It's a comedy. It's a fun movie. Um, but that's what it boils down to. And, of course, on layered on top of that is his relationship with his young daughter, the fact that her mother is, you know, miss, you know has taken off. Um, and layered on top of that is just every statement you can make about Amer- American politics, including making fun of the everyman, the working man, the politicians, and everything in between. That's well but, put. Well put. Uh, so yeah, I this, practiced that in my head. So it's—I don't know if I meant it's swing vote. The movie swing vote. You did. did I say it? Okay. Yep. So for me, um, we've seen a couple, We've seen a few comedies recently. Ghost Town being the last one. I actually thought I would really love Ghost Town, and turned out I didn't really. And I thought I would hate this one. And it turned out I actually quite liked it. So that's that's a real odd, because I didn't expect that. So, now, let me just preface this with swing vote. You have to check your brain at the door, because nothing, apart from some of the relationship stuff, 
is really viable. Like it. Well, the commentary. The commentary is on well, the, the situation. state of politics and the that the situation is not completely is like a caricature in and of itself of like. Okay, let's take the craziest scenario we can think of, you know, based on the Which what is, we had in a, less, another less like, election where the 400 swing votes in Florida did make a difference in the presidential election. And this this was kind of based on that. Yeah, based on that, made, but in the the farthest reach that if you could have 400 people out of millions who make a difference, then how about one person? So let's make it clear. You know, when I saw the trailers for this movie back in summer, um I saw it and I thought, wow, that seems totally baloney. How did he become the one man who... <laughs> now, how it goes down in the movie, which not really spoiling anything because it happens in the first 10 minutes, 20 minutes, is his, he's a bit of a down-and-out loser. He's not a loser. He's just an everyman. He's yeah, like, he's an everyman. He's works in a factory. Country like kind sports. of type. Um, it's a small town, but they're not country. So, I mean, you're a city person, so you might see it, it comes that way. Across country I am from a small town of 300 people. I've lived there, so to me, that isn't. It's just small town. It's not so country. He, he's called Bud, and he's he's not really even an asshole. Hmm. He's more of like, like he's just cruising along with his life. He's got no. Which is exactly the whole meat of the story. Exactly. Anyway, what, what I'm saying is the 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 way this comes about is. He's got a daughter. His daughter's a bit wise over her years, you know, because she's only, what, how old is she? I love him. She seems like she's 30-year-old. She's very together. She has to be because her father's a bit of a... And her mother. Yeah, so she, he's, she tells him to vote because her teacher says how important it is. He kind of, like everything else in his life, decides, you know, I don't really care. And he's got the spiel, just like loads of other people, about how it doesn't really matter and it's all bullshit. How can one person and, yeah, make a difference? Exactly. Anyway, that's that's how this. But so he bangs his head that night uh, on a sign that says "Go and vote." Oh, so he's very drunk. Yeah, he's drunk. So he falls asleep. He bangs his head and falls asleep in his truck. But the little girl sees an opportunity because she knows he's not gonna vote. She gets his little card and goes to the little kind of rundown. What is it like a church hall or a? No, it's how, that's how you vote everywhere. Oh, it's a bingo hall. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's like that everywhere. Yeah, I no, went to a church and voted. That's what I'm saying. So she goes to the bingo hall and it's kind of run by a little old lady and a. It's late. They're about to close down. There's no one there. So but her. she decides while the guy's asleep on the little ballot thing, she decides to take his card and vote for him. As she's doing it. The cleaning lady pulls the plug out of the ballot boxes, so the vote, this particular vote, doesn't hundred percent count. Right. So hence the story. How he becomes the so like I didn't understand that in the trailer. I was like, how can this one guy? But this is a feasible thing, I guess. But mm. maybe not one person. No. Maybe a few hundred people. Yeah, because you don't get a card with a name or a number on it as they do in the movie. You just get a card. And in right. our, where I vote, you don't vote on a machine. You vote by hand. Right, you right. use a pencil. And this was a, and you mark this was one where you push the card in the machine and then, but I guess, I guess some places do have that, mm -hmm. and, but it was a convenient way of bringing this plot together. Yeah. Um, that his card was numbered as a particular vote and that vote got messed up and so now. So I, and because the election was 100% 50-50 in this particular state, it was determining the electoral votes that were going to go to one guy or the other, so... So then, you know, it's yeah. down to the two candidates to try and win this Bud guy over. Which might seem like an easy thing, but it's 
not. Right, because I guess the, the statement overall is, even though I'm trying to win one person, because he is basically apathetic, he doesn't give a shit. He's he just an everyday man. He has opinions, but not very deep, not right? Deep. It's not deep. So having to win him over, of course, is, is like winning over all of the country as a whole, because everyone in the country as a whole would have be impossible to please. That's the point. You cannot please everyone, and you can't please one person. Now, I, overall, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. There's some good performances um, in it. Some very good. Which we'll mention when we get to the cast. Um, It's, you know, it's very Hollywoody, like I've said before. Um, You know, that kind of... But I, I felt a genuineness to it. Even in the ridiculous situation that was going on. I think it was mainly cast, down to cast, you know? I think I had the opposite, where I felt I enjoyed parts of it tremendously. I love the commentary. I love how it's like slamming your face, how ridiculous we all are over these things. The little girl's fantastic. The relationship is done well. All of that. I like how they portray the candidate, the portray the candidate and the president. And then, of course, their... The men who are actually running the campaign, you know, they're sidekick guys agents who are actually, or whatever they call yeah, them. they're the ones driving the whole thing. Campaign agents. So I like, I mean, I like that they're all caricatures, of course, and like really extreme. Oh, it's of very. Um... But my problem was, it's all a little, and I don't use this word, and I don't know what other people mean when they say it, but I felt this when I was watching it. It's very precious. It really is. It's very. Um, like overly sweet and sugary at times in a weird way. And it's not even like sappy or emotional. It's just too, it's very plotted and very Hollywood, like you said, where it's, uh, um, it's overly... Like Ghost Town, it kind of, you can see how it's put together. That's what I think it is. Like, how I imagine it is like, there's a movie and... We're going to talk about it a bit later. I just watched Robert Altman's Shortcuts. And I think I said to you about Shortcuts that what I really liked about it was I couldn't see a movie-making process going on. It was like watching some people doing stuff. This, I can kind of see the scaffolding behind the... Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yep, I can exactly. See, I can see feel how like it's constructed. I feel like that scene has been done five times, and each time the director says, can we get a little more of this, and can we grab a little more of that, and can you do a little more of this? Now, I think Kevin Costner was great, and we'll talk about him when we do the cast. But I felt his... He didn't... Because I've lived there. I've lived in the town with 300 people. I've grew up in the town with 1,200 people and the county with 2,000 people total and the people and the way they are, and he's not it. And so it was really hard sell for me. Even though I did a fine job in a theatrical kind of way, that sort of fell apart for me occasionally. And some scenes I was actually kind of, not bored, but like, oh, can we just get... I know the point of the scene is to make him look a little bit dim-witted or a little bit blah, whatever, and we want the president or this other guy to try to win him over. Okay, I get it. Let's move on, because I'm not into it. And I had a lot of those scenes. And it's not... So I, I felt a little bit like... Uh, it's not like a laugh-out-loud movie, either. It's more no, of a... Um, no, That's quite clever, and yeah, this bit's quite funny. In your funny. mind, you're like, oh, God, that is so true. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so true. One part that was really odd is... I just wanted to mention this because it was something when I was watching it and I went, huh? There's this 
probably the most one of the most attractive women you've ever seen. This, um, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, her. yeah, yeah. She's absolutely stunning. Very beautiful. And she's a local news reporter. Right. And there's a scene where... When you, the the first time you see her on the screen, she's you're like, "Oh my god, she's stunning! Beautiful. She's got beautiful white teeth, and her hair's kind of yeah. curling up, and she's got there's beautiful nothing skin. there's nothing not beautiful about her. exactly." <laughs> and then Nathan Lane or whatever he's called, Nate. No, no, George Lopez. George Lopez says to her, "He's the station manager where she's working on the little TV station." Like, well, it's implied that she's going to be presenting the news for the first time nationally that night. So he's like, kind of. Make oh my god, you're right, that moment is ridiculous. Make yourself look... Like, well, it's like, okay. Yep. So then she comes onto the set with a We get this music, though. Remember, the music starts at her face yeah, yeah. and it's like, dun, dun, dun. It's one of the... It's the, the ugly duckling scene yeah. in, in any movie. Apart from she was never ugly. She was gorgeous. So, so she's gorgeous, and then she's got a business suit on, and she's still gorgeous. Yeah, there's no but, difference. But the music, and it swells up, and... The reveal is pans like... up to her, and I said to you... Wasn't she gorgeous to start with? Was, <laughs> it was, it was, it's not even like in some movies where they put a pair of glasses on yep. one, on a woman and she's absolutely beautiful, but she's wearing glasses. That's one of your favorites. And then she's absolutely beautiful, not wearing glasses. It's like... Yeah, it was uh, funny. Know, it, was a, it was a weird forced moment in a movie, I felt. And any any scene with George Lopez, I felt, was really annoying to me. I, I don't dislike him. My show is fine. I've seen him in clips and stuff. But in this, it was really out of the movie those scenes with him and the whole thing about the TV see I like the work. woman but mm. that that thing I there I said I liked her I, I didn't really I thought she was a little I don't bit even know too much is. of a stage actor to but me. that thing there was like uh, that, I just had to bring that thing up because whoever whoever thought that that idea was gonna work what were they smoking like it's, it's yeah you know, you're not like it's not like she was disgusting and horrible yeah. and then she's beautiful and they didn't even even though she is beautiful, they didn't play her down even beforehand. They didn't go, oh, let's mess her hair up and like put some glasses on no. her and give her some pimples. They strained her hair <laughs> and put her in a business suit. Yeah, she for the news and other things. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Anyway, um, and there was no. I'm just thinking this anything else weird, but overall, I re- I actually enjoyed it. It's a funny thing. I did enjoy it. But I think I enjoyed the ideas. And some of the performances and some moments were, were really brilliant. In fact, I really loved certain moments. I thought there was one moment when Kelsey Grammer was, when they were sitting in the lawn chairs looking at Air Force One, sitting there and having like a margarita. Fake Air Force One. And there was a moment when he's talking about what, he plays the president and talking about what what your life really amounts to. And in the future, no one will even give a shit about us kind of thing. And you'll be nothing and I'll be a library. And I'll have a library and that's that. And there was that moment when he's talking It actually... It was like he was really saying that to himself. And he's kind of looking off in the distance. And that was a good... And Kevin Costner, you know, I mean, you know these guys are both good. But that was one of those, like, actual good moments. And the girl is always good. The little girl. Well, let's let's uh, go on to the... While we yeah, keep we'll mentioning... Get, yeah, yeah. We'll go on to the cast. Overall, the movie. The cat, I mean... Well, we'll go back to that when we've... Will we? Done... We do well, do when we get to the conclusion of the okay. movie, we'll go back okay. to it. So... I've um, never done this show before, so... Uh. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it. So we got Kevin Costner as Bud Johnson. Now, I really like Kevin Costner. I do feel that he's just the same in everything. But that's not a bad thing for me, because I like what he is, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think he's very natural. It's, it's, it's another person, to me, who I don't feel like he's really acting. He's just being Kevin Costner. I mean, in this one, in this one, of, I don't know him. But in this one, <laughs> obviously, he has to put on a... Um, Every man thing. That's yeah. what you call it. I, guess. I don't think that's him. But, no. But I do feel the way he 
just convey, he puts me just, in mind a lot when you're when I'm watching him. He is he gives me that vibe of Bruce Willis that think not as not that they're similar. But that, like, you know what? We've been around a long friggin' time. We've been in Hollywood forever. We've made thousands and hundreds of movies. I mean, yes. And here's how we do it, and that's it. And there's not a... You know, you're not, like, bowled over you by you, it. You, yeah, you never see... You never go, um... Here's an amazing performance by Kevin Costner. You just go, oh, that was Kevin Costner yep, again. Yeah, that was Kevin Costner. But that's fine for that me, because he's good. Yeah, I would like to see him in a real dramatic role. But other as... people get lost in what they do, like Gary Oldman or something. I'm not thinking, oh my God, that's Gary Oldman being good. I, I am bowled over. I mean, there's I no, there's no doubt Kevin Costner's had some good roles in his time, though. Really. True. Well, but then you said he's very... He's not the same character every time. No, but what it's, you're it's Kevin... No, what I'm saying it's is... Kevin it's Kevin Costner being a Cost- character. Whereas other people, I get lost in the character they're being. Whereas- and I'll even say Brad Pitt's one of those people, and you can scoff all you want, but I'm telling you, I think he sells it. Well, where, when you say that, time. like, Gary Oldman, for instance, I find that, you know, Gary Oldman in Batman and The Dark Knight, for instance, it's hardly Gary Oldman. Exactly what I'm saying. He's a, he's lot, he yeah. is... He's become, and I'm not saying, I don't know anything about his way he does it. I'm saying, I'm not sitting there going, singing to myself, oh, that's Gary Oldman, isn't he cool? I might, when he first comes on the screen, because I'm a little taken by him. But I don't think that throughout. Whereas with this guy, or Clint Eastwood even in Gran Gran Turismo, Gran Torino, you're like, that's Clint Eastwood, but he's being this guy. And it's still the overall in your mind, you know? In fact, here's an interesting thing about that Gary Oldman phenomenon of him. I was listening to another podcast this week, and one of the guys said, have you seen The Dark Knight yet? And the other guy said, yes, I have seen The Dark Knight. It was really cool. He goes, yeah, you know that guy who plays Commissioner Gordon? Who is that guy? I've never seen him before. He was really good. And the other guy said, that's Gary Oldman. He goes, Gary Oldman out of The Fifth Element. Yeah, exactly. And he Fifth said, Element, he said, oh my God. And he said... Yeah, him. He goes, no, that was no. him. That was Commissioner... <laughs> the guy's playing Commissioner Gordon, yeah. that older guy. Yeah, think about it. Think <laughs> about true romance. He's that horrible, dreadlocky guy in Fifth Element. He's that weaselly guy. The Zog. In, yeah, yeah. And in... Um, the Professional. The Professional. He's that crazy cop guy. I mean, he's just... Oh, look. But anyway, this isn't, the, this isn't the Gary Oldman show. I just, <laughs> no, no. I just heard that this week, and when they were talking about it, I was like, wow, how could you not know that was Gary Oldman? But, but that's a good That's a good that's thing. A good, um, Back so, to Kevin Costner. I liked him, but I felt like there were times when I felt like this is an actor trying to study what these kind of people are like, and these people exist in the world. It's a reality. And I, it didn't I, always come off right. I personally think Kevin Costner is a movie star guy. I like to watch him. I always think he's good. I never think, oh, God, Kevin Costner was terrible in that movie. Never. I never Not have. even Waterworld. No, I <laughs> no, liked him. I, I like him all. So, I don't know. There might have been one that we talked about that I was like, eh, but I can't remember what it was now. Well, I've seen him in a lot of movies. I know I have, and I've always enjoyed him. So, I enjoy myself. I enjoy myself some Kevin Costner. <laughs> nice. Put that on the box quote. Nice. <laughs> Not in a sexual. Hey, Scully says I enjoy myself some Kevin Costner. <laughs> Late at night, alone in my room. Sometimes. Only Do you just have like a compilation of clips of Kevin Costner, like all that you can watch in private that I'm not aware of? Should yeah. I know this? No, it's, well, never mind. No, but you're giving if me an you idea. Have, if you have that, just give it to yourself. I'll do, next I'll on do the that list. This, I'll do that this week. <laughs> um, so next on the list is another old classic, another old Dennis movie. Hopper. 
And when I saw when I said we was watching the movie, and I said to you, Dennis Hopper must be really freaking old because he was in Easy <laughs> you Rider. You did. He said it you even know? in the extras. Yeah, he was in Easy Rider, and I was thinking, Easy Rider, Jesus, that was like early seventies. Another and true he was romance older than that. guy who totally felt. Now this, well, I don't know though. In this one, I I bought it. No, oh, I liked him. I thought he was yeah. really good. Um, I, I like Dennis Hopper. Um, he plays the idealistic the democratic candidate who I is trying was to be right the inco- yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought that. You know, like when they were saying that they might have switched Kelsey Grammer and him around and have him, I wouldn't have bought it as much. I do think that was the right way to have it. Because I do think Hopper's a bit more, you know. A little more idealistic kind of person. Maybe hippie-ish kind of behind you. Like but that, that's, that's because we know what he's done before, you know, so. But anyway, I thought he'd give a good performance. Yeah, yeah. I know he didn't really have tons and tons of things to do in it. But you know a lot. The but the president seemed to get more. Got a lot of like eye action with people. I, yeah. I noticed myself drawn to people's eyes a lot when they're talking to some talking to someone or straight in the camera. And with Dennis Hopper, Hopper, I just noticed it more. And then we've got Nathan Lane as Art Crum, who is the his we handler. We'll call him handler. Yeah, they're like agent. Well, he calls himself an agent. He's the uh, yeah the like a yeah. presidential agent or something. Yeah. But anyway, he's there to handle the campaign. Campaign. Campaign agent. Maybe. Not agent, but that's not what we call him. But anyway, he's... he's the... And he's alright, but he's Nathan Lane. He's one of those that carries who he is, I think. You can't get the birdcage out of your head when you... What, when he, um, when he... No, I can't. And uh, it's unfortunate. I, I, mean, I love the birdcage. I totally can. I can actually say, if I had to list my top 100 movies of all time, if I was about to die and somebody said, you got to do this or we're going to kill your whole family or something... I would actually put the birdcage, the yeah, the birdcage on that list. I can never, <laughs> can't get the birdcage out of my head. Let's every not time have that scenario. I'm just saying. And uh, then there's Stanley Tukey as Martin Fox, and he, I really like him. Yeah, Tukey, he's a good prick. My favorite one with him in was um, the Terminal. I thought he was really good. In yes, it. he was um, really good. But and he's a similar kind of guy in this. Very similar. Yeah, he's really like similar. the middleman schmuck guy who has to like do whatever he can to get this red tape bureaucratic crap. He's the head of the president's campaign. So. And he puts in a good performance Very again. good. They, Very genuine. They, in fact, them too, Nathan Lane and Stanley Tukey, are some of the best in there. Uh, then there's George Lopez as John Sweeney, and I really don't want to say much about him, because mm. I don't know who he is, to be honest, but I really thought he was terrible. He was he's, like... He's a massive he stuck, TV star now. Well, he stuck out as a bad actor to me. When I was watching his was scenes, re- I was I like, I felt wow. like this. I backed up. I was like, dude, calm down. He was supposed to be the obnoxious, yeah. small-town TV station director. And maybe that's how they behave. We don't know that. But I was really put off by his, like, it seemed a little amateur in the mix of things. Yeah, I didn't like him. So, um... Unfortunately. And then I just put another guy down here, because I've not seen him for a while. Judge Reinhold as uh, (laughs) Walter. I mean, he's not, he's just a friend of um, Kevin Costner's character in the movie. But, you know, it's Judge Reinhold, for Christ's sake. It's Billy. Beverly is cop. And uh, (laughs) Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, it's just... He's he's in the bathroom when What's-Her-Face comes up out of the water and he's, like, (gasps) fantasizing You've just not seen him for a long time. (laughs) So when I saw him, I was like, no way, he's he's still around. I need to watch that again. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Classic. Classic. And then there's the director, Josh. Wait a minute. We didn't even talk about the girl. You skipped the girl. She's the best thing in the world. You know what? When I wrote down the list of people... Oh, the little girl. Yeah. I thought you meant the girl girl. No. She's the best thing in the whole movie. You Madeline, know why? Because I wrote down these. Marilyn Carroll or Madeline Carroll. Madeline Carroll okay. as Molly Johnson. Absolutely fantastic. Saves the movie, in my opinion, from being... She's a, it's a first time... A first yeah. Time, she's, she's not, new she's not cutesy. She's not... She's absolutely professionally... 
everything she does is fantastic. And she has to like really hold the movie because totally. Bud's, Bud's character, Kevin Cousins' character, is kind of... It's not the kind of guy who can look after himself. And she's a young girl who has to keep him in check. And it's really... And she sees through everybody. She's through, she sees she's through the handlers, hell, through like. the agents. She sees through the presidents trying to win well, him he over. Doesn't. And she, she's absolutely fantastic. I would recommend... I would love to see her in anything else. And ever. the other one was... Um, I'm afraid Hollywood will um, cutesy her up too much. But she was fantastic. The other one was Paula Patton as Kate Madsen. Yeah, but the little girl needs more attention. Because she was... To yeah, me, the cement of the whole movie, and I don't mean that in an obnoxious way. I mean, she truly was. If they'd put some overly sappy... I'm trying to think um, of a girl. Like, how, like um, Broadway-ish kind of kids. You get a lot of those, don't you? Like, what do you call them? Stage mother kids. And she's not like... No, she's, she's not like that. I could see her, and there were parts of it where it's almost independent movie looking, where she's walking, she's in the hallway at her mother's, where she's on her own, and she just has to have some reaction... She's brilliant. I, I was totally impressed. I think she gave Kevin Costner a run for his money, to be honest. Yeah. I think they worked well together, too. There's good chemistry between them. Yep. I she think didn't take any down. crap from him. She wasn't intimidated. You didn't look like it anyway. Like, no. when she when he was eating and uh, he was in an interview and she takes a napkin and, like, wipes yeah, his mouth off. <laughs> wipes his mouth real hard. And he actually kind of looks at her like, holy crap, you're really... And she just gave him a good scrub and then walked away. So, funny. this is directed by Joshua Michael Stern, who directed... One other movie, which was Never Was, that we both really liked. Loved it. It was a movie, a little known movie probably, I bet not a lot of people seen it. It was a, it was in it, um, what's Gandalf. it called? Ian Kellen, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was like a psychological thing, but it was really, really good. Really good yeah. And it was around the time when Bridge to Terabithia came out. Yeah. Um, so that's the other movie. And then there's this movie, you know? Now... That one had a lot of character and personality, and I liked it. And this one, I felt like it was directed really poorly. The camera work was really irritating. We start off with scenes where the camera goes up, and then the camera goes down, and then the camera goes up. I didn't up, notice the that myself. Up, what was that all about? It's just bullshit. It went up and down. In fact, well, at one point, it, was too much. it went up and down a, um, a, a drawer with knife and forks in. Somebody opened a drawer. The camera panned up and down on the drawer, and I thought... What's the point with that? We can yeah, see the whole And then it drawer. goes up, and you're into some other scene, and then it pans down and passes an object, then you're into yeah. some other thing. And then at other other point, you're spinning around and around things. And I don't get this bullshit MTV thing. What did we have? Really irritates what did we, oh, me. it was um, The Dark Knight. The yep, where they around stand around there. Thing. Yeah, well, this was, you're spinning around, and the one part where they're showing, like, a montage of all the people watching the election, and it's just, the camera just keeps moving to the right and to the right and past this group of yeah. people and past this, and it was, like, dizzying. Like, dude, what are you doing? This is so boring. Really boring. It, it was, totally flattened it. It was like, pretty static. Very, not just... No, not just the spin. It, any, a lot of the scenes were just... But that's not static. That's No, not that. I'm talking about, there was some of that. But there was also a lot of... Just there's a camera and there's two people. Yeah, and but, there's a but, lot of really close-ups and a lot of people in the middle of the screen. I just didn't like the direction of I, the editing at all. I also thought... It actually... I this, paid attention to it and I don't normally. Well, this was something I noticed, too. Is it seemed overly lit in a studio way. Um, There was a lot of times where they were in... We were talking about in the trailer in the kitchen, but that's how they are. It was bright as like hell. Like, our kitchen is like that, I thought. Really about, bright, whereas yeah. everybody's washed out and white. Yeah, 
our kitchen is like that. So I felt like that at first. I was like, oh, but then you think that is pretty realistic. It's not that soft, mushy Martha Stewart light. It's so I've like never a been real in a trailer. I don't know. It's uh, not the trailer. Brightness. Yeah. I'll show you in our kitchen when we go in there. It'll be the same. It's really white and bright and so. Well, I have been in our kitchen. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the lights. Now you'll notice. No, it's, it, I don't know. There was, it wasn't just. That. I agreed to a degree that there was the some real. Was a bit. There was some real. You know the overhead lights that they have. The real bright. Light. There was a lot of that in scenes where I thought it should be a little bit shadowy. See, that's what I'm saying. Mm. You know where it should be a bit moody. And I just felt like the whole construction of the movie was not very nice. I really didn't. I mean, like it, it. it was. It did what it had to do it did but then there were times even with continuity kind of things i thought were weird like here the press is bearing down on them we've got helicopters their town is besieged by reporters there's thousands of people watching them every minute surrounding and the then trailer. he's out and about yeah and then he about. gets in that race car driver's car they're driving across the desert and no one's following them nobody she gets on her bike and takes off no one follows her and there's also like, a part where he's just wandering down the street and nobody's bothering yep exactly him. exactly so, yeah, it was a pick and choose when they needed him to be mobbed, I guess. Yeah. Um, so... I didn't like the director. And he wrote well, it, we'll too. We'll mention so. about him when we get to these extras right now. So, here's, okay. the, <laughs> here's the extras. Right um, now. The oh, e- I'm smelling the lasagna, by the way. So, I know I'm skipping ahead, but I'm just telling you. I keep smelling it. Well, we don't care about the lasagna <laughs> right now. Um, so, this is available on DVD and Blu-ray disc. And this is the Blu-ray disc version that we, we took a look at. There's not much in the way of bonus features, to be honest. In fact, it's pretty sparse. But what there what there is is the inside the campaign, the politics of production, which is as I said when we after we watched it, we need a name for these kind of features. And my name would be the feature you see on HBO the month before the movie comes on HBO. <laughs> That's catchy. Inside look, I think they call it, or something like that. It is kind of yeah, just an inside look, but and the the, the you know everybody from the movie says how wonderful it is. Let's just call it a commercial. Not really a commercial because it does let you see a little bit behind the scenes, but not too much on no. this one. Um, so there's that. It lasts about. Did we say it was 14, twelve minutes? Twelve minutes. Um, then there's deleted and extended scenes with the optional director's commentary. Now there aren't many. There's like three, I think, um, and the director talks over the top if you want him to. And. I thought there were scenes that there was a reason they were cut out again. Isn't it, the um, elephant one seemed okay? I don't think. Um, I don't think. It, I think there was a lot of other stuff in the movie that could have been trimmed out and got those in there. One scene, the two scenes in particular, show each candidate sort of having, sort of having like a moment of like epiphany about life, right? From whatever perspective. So that would have been kind of nice. Yes, you get to the point in the movie. However, it would have been kind of fun and nice. And they could have cut it down to a couple minutes each. And there were a lot of other... There's a lot of other stuff that could have been cut out throughout the movie. So I don't know why they were deleted. It seemed, I found the director really obnoxious. Well, it actually seemed to me that those two... Um, those two scenes that were like some of the most emotional kind of scenes for those characters that just yeah, totally. didn't get to do it. Everything else was just them following along. These were their moments and they got trimmed out, but... It, what, and what was really sad was Kelsey Grammer said, the only reason I signed on to this movie is because you don't often get to act alongside an elephant. He didn't say that's the only reason. Well, one of the big reasons. He and just the, said, I thought, when I read the script. And then he chance. did get, he, he acted with the elephant and nobody ever saw it. So that was a bit. Yeah, well, we just saw it, but it wasn't in the movie. Um, and then there's audio commentary on the whole movie with Joshua Michael Stern and the writer Jason Rickman. Or Richmond. 
And then there's a music video of Kevin Costner, which is really not very good. That was fine. I thought it was all right. I it's just, just I'm one not of the, interested it's in a music, music video just cut together with scenes from the movie. Yeah, like, almost like trying the to sell music's them. Music's fine because I mean it doesn't bother me. But yeah, I don't like videos that are clips of movies. And then if you um, look inside the, it's like uh, cliff notes for movies. <laughs> and that's that's it for extras. But oh, what's that? Um, inside the uh, Blu-ray box is a. Uh, a commercial for Kevin Costner's new album. <laughs> his, his first ever album, um, Kevin Costner's Modern West, Untold Truths, the debut album. And uh, it says it was born from a shared love of music and compress a, a tight-knit group of longtime friends. Kevin Costner and Modern West draw their influences from a broad tapestry of American music and beyond. And if you're interested in Kevin Costner's music, I'm not personally, but you may be, you can go to www. Kevin Costner Modern West dot com. That's all one word. So yeah, um, he, and he does perform in the yeah. in this um, little bit, bit, bit of lip syncing. I think. Well, he's singing it. Yeah, that's what they lip do in movies. To his own thing. They lip sync. So um, overall, overall, conclu- I wasn't a fan of the director. No, we mentioned the director, but the director in the extras you're talking about. Yep. Either way, I just felt like he was one of those. I said he's like. Hollywood toothpaste being squeezed out of the tube, where he gives all these bullshit terms constantly about, yeah, it's just, he was just. Do you think you do you think he's the kind of guy who would say, "We got to do this in this scene because it will make it pop." I think he is the guy who might have invented that. Yes, that's so freaking irritating. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Any, yes. Yes. Anyway, um, so overall, for me, you know, in this week of politics because <laughs> this week you know America's going to change for the better or worse who knows but um, in this week of politics if you're looking for a politics movie this weekend uh, you might want to see this one or you might want to see some other ones that we might uh, My Fellow Americans is another one it's not my recommendation but it's another one of those about how dis I think what I get from this movie, not necessarily that I think it's a great movie or anything, it's relatively entertaining and it was kind of fun and I love the girl and all that stuff. What you get from it is, there is a disconnect between our real politics and real uh, and our lives. Totally. Right? And then we're, we're constantly seeking that little bridge, that little connection. Like, I want to be the person who storms into the president's office as like a working woman in the world, in our country, and say to him, what is, what, you're so, so full of shit. Why don't you make healthcare affordable for... Come on, let's just sit down and work this out. That's what you want. It's like the f- ultimate fantasy, right? Well, not unless you're a rich asshole who wants everything to stay as it is. But that's what this kind of movie represents to me. Same as my fellow Americans with um, uh, Jack Lemmon and James Garner. That was another pretty good one. Same kind of thing. Comedy. You know, this the idea that... These people are elevated and they're doing this thing and they have no idea really. Actually, one well, let's before we go overall on this movie, mm. uh, let's just do our movie recommendations because this really fits in. Because one of my movie recommendations is Primary Colors with mm-hmm. John Travolta. Um, so there's another political movie. I yep. really enjoyed Primary Colors. And another one for you, um, Wag the Dog is Wag the Dog. Yep. So there's our two. What's the other one with uh, Death Race Woman? Where she's is it the candidate? Where um she's the candidate oh, for John vice Allen. president. Yeah, 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 that's really good. That one. What is that one called? Is it called the candidate? Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, where well, she's the... She's about to be made vice president, possibly, but there's a scandal about what she might have done in college. That was like an Oscar Really good. One, that one's really good, too. Um, and my other recommendation this week is not a uh, political movie, but it's a Kevin Costner movie, and it's The Postman. And it's probably one of the movies that, when you say to be... In fact, I tested it out this week and asked somebody, have you seen The Postman? Because they said they like Kevin Costner, and they said, no, I've never heard of that one. So I think it is one of those ones where... It passed people by yeah, for some Yeah, it's interesting because you and I, that was one of the things that it's we one of very the, first started talking about. It's one of the first DVDs I ever bought. And a reason I bought it is because, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow. This now, is we like- might watch it again and it could be crap. It's possible. It's possible, but anyway, the postman. And mine are Wag the Dog, and, which has Dustin Hoffman, Woody Harrelson, and a group of other people. And it is political and it's taking the piss out of... The illusion of politics, I think, and stuff like that. And uh, Shortcuts. Because you watched it this week for the first time ever. And it, it's one of those movies that I loved when I saw it when I was back in my 20s, early 20s. And uh, we talked about it briefly. We talked about it a lot today already. Your, your, everything you thought about it. And uh, I think overall... Let's it's, just recommend it. It's, it's a Robert Altman movie mm-hmm. from... Uh, 1993. It's a... It's like a patchwork of all different life stories. Lot, yeah, it's a real long character piece. Um, some it people, can be pretentious at times and you overly need, You need artsy. four hours of your time to watch it because it's almost four hours long. But it's absolutely well stitched together. It's um. Don't watch it with children and don't watch it with someone who's going to talk to you. Don't watch it if you're going to be interrupted by phone calls. Don't watch it if you're going to have to stop and go eat or something. Don't sleep watch or... it if... Uh, if um... Just watch it and enjoy it by yourself is the best way to And don't go. watch it if muffs offend you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gotta, gotta warn the people. Why? Good. Why is that? See, you're making a focus of that when it's not either. So that's bullshit. I'm not making No offense. I, but yeah, you're drawing attention making... to it when it's nothing. And don't, just don't... like every other schmuck in the world, and, and that's totally uncalled for. And don't watch it if uh, sex talk offends you either, because it's got some real hardcore um, talk in there. There's also death. There's also alcoholism. There's also music. There's also adultery. Anyway, so there's it, clowns. If you a, have a problem with clowns, oh yeah, yeah let's focus terrible. on everything here. There's dead bodies in water. There's earthquakes. Don't, don't there's helicopters. There's all kinds of shit. There's cops who are shitty. There's dogs. There's everything. You just give the whole movie away. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, there's that one. Um, it's really hard to find on DVD because Criterion, who put it out on DVD. I've apparently lost the rights to it now, and it's in one of those limbo things, so you might have to rent it. I I, I originally saw it on videotape. I, I saw it on uh, Criterion DVD, actually, and uh, it was actually it looked really good. I was impressed, because it's such a long movie, and it fits on one DVD. doesn't matter how it looks, though. It's not that kind of movie. Um, I was just impressed, because it's older, and it mm-hmm. was all fit on one DVD. It wasn't like you had to swap it halfway through, because right. sometimes you do with these kind of movies. Um, so, overall... Uh, the movie Swing Vote, I say see it. I, I don't, I call to own it myself, but no. I do think it's a fun movie to watch in any of an evening, you know? Totally, I think it's a good rental. It's not a one way you go, um, oh, I wouldn't watch Swing Vote, it was terrible, I was bored, it was like... I got a little bored at times, but not bored like, oh my god, the whole thing is boring. It was just those moments when I felt I wasn't I got it, I get it, I get it. Let's get this scene and move on to the next, because I understand the well, point. Well, it's you pretty, because it's very straightforward. I don't have that very often. I don't think there's any surprises in the movie, really, once you get no. into the thing. Um, but that's not the point. It does have a... It was just a little too precious, like I said, for me sometimes. It has a sentimental me- very... ending. Um, it has a... 
you know, I don't know. Did you cry over this movie? I cried one time when the girl did her. When she cried, I cried because I just she was really crying. Yeah, there was, uh, <laughs> so I mean, uh, other you know, it's it's quite a uh, emotional movie towards the end. I think as well, they do stitch some of that stuff in there, but it's not amazingly done or anything. No, else. no. So yeah, that's um, it's better, 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 better. Swing vote. That swing vote and uh, you know. This, this vote that's a bit anticlimactic uh, that's it that's the movie there was no swing vote for this one um, Barack Obama um, <laughs> was uh, Mr. Landslide wasn't he I believe so so uh, contest I want to mention contest uh, we don't have a contest this week but we do have two co- two new contests on com. one is to win a copy of The Rocker on DVD which is Dwight from <laughs> the Office, his new movie, where he's a rock star and it's a comedy. Really? You'd like to see that. And the other one is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s new movie, which is... Snow Dog 7? <laughs> is he in Snow Dogs? <laughs> Something like that. You know, i got to get this right. You do. Tippity type. Because Cu- Cuba Gooding Jr., you don't see him very much, do you? Really, these no, days? as good as it gets, man, that's the last thing. I- oh, no, he was in that one uh, with Robert De Niro, the... Uh- the diving one. Oh yeah, that was good. That was yeah, really that was good. really good. That one. That was excellent. That was a while ago. Yeah, I'm just saying that that yeah. does stand out in my mind. So the, and then the the snow dog one. I the don't new Cuba Gooding Junior movies, Way of War, not World of Warcraft, Way of War, <laughs> um, and it, you know, uh, we've got a couple of copies of that to give away. So we, while we're not doing a contest right here on, after are they Blu-ray or are they DVD? DVDs. While while we're not doing a contest right here on after the show. You can go to com and enter to win, to win both of those. So there is two, essentially. Um, so next week's DVD is a bit of a biggie because it's the Bond trilogy yes. on Blu-ray disc. I'm thrilled. Um, and we've seen the Bond trilogy last year, I guess. That was the first time we saw it. I'd never seen any of them before and we sat down in a course I'd, of two no, days and watched them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd seen the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next week and we'll, we're going to watch all three. We'll probably watch them over the period of Saturday and Sunday. With the extras and stuff, and then uh, on Sunday night we'll give you our. Even though we've seen them, we're going to see yeah. them again to clarify. Because <laughs> I'm excited to see the first one particularly again, and then the mm. third one, Joan Allen. There she is again. Yeah, Damn. she's in that one. She's everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, the Bond trilogy. On she, she redeemed herself with that one. Then after uh, Death Race, and we'll also um, talk about the interesting box that the Bond trilogy yeah. comes in next week. Um, now, games and a Scully stuff. I did mention last week that we would discuss the Oscar and the Golden Globe nominations this week. You probably know who won all the Golden Globes by now anyway. We're about like a week late. And the Oscar nominations aren't this week. They actually take place this Thursday. So next Sunday we'll be able to talk about those in detail. And they mean more to me than the Golden Globes anyway. I'm, I'm always interested in the Oscars. And by then we will probably have seen The Wrestler and... We'll try to squeeze some more in. Possibly see Seven Pounds by then as well, which is the Will And Smith Milk one. I would like to watch. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Revolutionary Road. Oh, well, let's just do them. We could just watch all those tomorrow. <laughs> so. Oh, tomorrow's a busy day for me. Well, we'll tomorrow get to night. that in a minute. Tomorrow night we could watch We'll least. get to that in a minute. Then there's uh, games. One game we've been playing this week, which you probably best to talk about, is uh, Crayon Physics. Yeah. Now, this is a PC game that's available from crayonphysics.com. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. What, what's crayon physics? It is, um, it's just that. It's a physics game, but put in a, in the little world of a piece of paper and crayon markings. And you 
have a little circle and a star. You have to get the circle to the star, and that gets you to the next level. And you have to draw shapes and lines and things that become an actual physical element in that on that piece of paper to get the circle to the star. And that could be a pulley or a box or another circle or something pushing it or dropping it. And it's just one of those that... It's relaxing, it's got music, even though I'd like to add different music after I've played it for so long now. I've played it twice through because I put it on my laptop as well. Have you played <laughs> Which, it all the way through to the end? No, I think I've got one island left. Is it hard island. at the end? Really hard? Does it get... No, because you know what? What I've figured out is, once you've figured out certain methods, you could just basically breeze through it all. But I'm trying to make each level a little bit more interesting. Now, the latest update to the game that you can get if you auto-patch it Yeah, I don't game, have my auto-update Adds, um support for like three different modes of finishing each level like mm. the like it will tell you if you did it the clever way if you did it the boring way or if you, you well know. i can't imagine that there's any way i'm sure when they design it they think there is but i'm pretty sure no because i've, some I've done some weird, I've i haven't tried it with my wacom tablet like you said you could but i'll try it that way later maybe in fact he designed it around tablet pcs and a tab and these tablets so it might be the best way to play it. yeah it might be because that'll be fun and then you can draw a bit more accurately um, you don't need to. If I draw a square, it's always a triangle with a square on the end of it. You know, it never. It's and my laptop, it's even harder because my laptop struggles really bad. Yeah, it's not a game that requires mega like, horsepower. I try to draw a circle, and all of a sudden, mm, it skips over, and I'm like, oh crap! And it gets so boiling hot, I can only do like. And the thing is, you draw a line. Sometimes you can connect these two little circles, and then that line turns into sort of like a rope, like a it dangles. So I'm thinking that must be millions of things going on because as soon as you draw a rope, oh my mega god, physics. it hits it. Yeah, mega. So, so it's fun. It's relaxing like World of Goo that we talked about last and time. And it's by an independent developer who's not even got a publisher or anything. So when you buy the game, you're buying it. You're giving the money straight to the guy, which I always think yeah. is a good thing because he gets the twenty bucks. He doesn't have to give three dollars yeah, to yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So if you want to support him, let's have some more of that. Yeah, I think it's really good. World of Goo was another one. I like that. If you go and buy these World of Goo's and other games, a puzzle game that you can buy straight from the author's website and they get the money for it, which is how it should be. I mean, these people who put games on the Xbox 360, they're not getting much out of it. Yeah, it's like me doing my art and selling it myself and making my own money instead of having to find somebody to go sell it to somebody and put it somewhere. No middleman. Yeah, I I think that's a good thing. Um, And then, you know, they handle updates and everything themselves. So, and another game I wanted to mention this week which is not out yet, but it's really soon, coming soon, is The Sims 3. Um, you are a massive Sims fan. Yeah, original Sims. Um, you know, they promised a lot with The Sims 2. I'm and just going to sit here and wait for it. They promised a lot with The Sims 2. I don't think they delivered with that. Nope. Um, do you? You know what I'm going to say. I'm an actual true Sims fan. I don't need this bullshit of storylines and all this kind of stuff. I can tell you right now, if anyone else is listening who is an actual true, hardcore, original Sims fan, the attraction of the game isn't anything other than building and, yes, watching, making them go pee and making them go eat and making them do this and that and keep up their mood. That is the essence of the game that I loved. I don't want conflict. I don't want challenge. I like the little piddly things. I like building the house. Did you say you did like making them go pee? I do. I like the whole monotony of it. took that away, right, this time. Uh, didn't sound like they took it away completely. Maybe that takes longer. But they're trying to turn it into something that these pompous 
arrogant gamer people seem to want to tag as a real quote-unquote game. And they can stick it up their ass because I'm sick of it. I'm just saying. Is this your opinion of Sims 3? No, no, no. I'm just waiting. Oh, no. I'll, I'll wait and see. I'm saying, when people look at it, they keep wanting to extract out of it the things that they go can go and do on any other stupid game. You know, like blow up shit and have conflict and have a challenge. Now, as far as I know, so, well, everything I've read about Sims 3, there is none of no conflict, no... I don't mean conflict. I mean challenges, like where you have to do this or this bad thing will happen. You have to do this or this bad thing it sounds will happen. Like they've re- I don't want it It sounds like they've made this one really sandboxy so you do what you want, basically. Basically, what you told me, though, it sounded like you have to... To follow certain storylines, and there's a lot more story involved, and a lot less day-to-day maintenance. It's harder to keep your friendships alive, all that kind of stuff. I did. Which, I, did well, I mean, it. I'm keeping my mind open because I'll see what I think. But I'm just saying, if you're listening and you're EA and you're Will Wright, I'm telling you, you're going in the wrong. Well, let direction. me tell you that Will Wright's nothing to do with <laughs> The Sims anymore. So well, there you go. He, 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 he. I don't think he was to do with The Sims too. But only in a small capacity. Now Sims 3 That's, is not even anything to well, do with we'll it. see how it goes. I mean, I'm totally into it. I'll pay for it. I'll buy it myself. I'll slap it in and sit down and probably spend countless hours the first couple of days doing it. But it'll be like Spore with me. Where I, I think it'll it, be better than Spore. And I thought it was going to be. And I got through it to a certain point and I was totally engrossed in it. Like, completely. I loved it. And then it wore off because see, all the fun stuff that I like, which is putting stuff together and arranging things and... Those little... I don't know how to describe it. And no, it's not a girl thing. It is a personality thing. I actually think this will be better than Spore for you. Because Mm. I just think... What was wrong with Spore for me? It was a really good concept and everything. But I don't think there's anything to relate to at all. Like I, I yeah. felt like it was... I felt like you were kind of removed from it. And when you were doing it, you and were just doing it. And it was a little bit it. too linear in the way that you had it's, no it's, options. It's really linear. Yeah, right? you have no options just, every, but to just hammer away at you play a game of sport on your computer and I play a game of sport on my computer, we're, we're going to be doing identical. There's no other way of doing anything. You, you do one phase by doing what it tells you to do. You do it long enough, you get to the next one. Yeah, and one. even if you stick around and do things for an excessively long time, you don't benefit from Not that. Not at all. And then on The Sims... Unlike in Black and White, or similar to Black and White, where if I want to sit there in my one little village and just keep building it up, building up, building it up... Then you add an advantage. No, you don't. Because then you have to go face your foe, and then you get sucked through the vortex and oh, into a whole yeah, new place again. Part, so you've yeah. lost everything you've done. So they're not encouraging you. I want to just have a plateau where I can just build and let them live and maybe have a little bit of, you know, so we'll see. And what I like about The Sims 3, where I saw a video clip of it this week, is for the first time ever, it's an open world sandbox, kind of like mm. GTA. So once you load the game, there's no other loading times. We'll see. They could say no, that. No, there isn't, because I, the, I watched the whole um, presentation by the guy at EA showing you. Um, the map's zoomed out. You zoom in. There's your sim. Oh, there's hundreds of sims. You can take over any of them. But if you want to get in a car and drive to the theatre, you drive the car. It's not just click on the car and the car, you know, you're driving the car. You know, you're in the world, like, with them. So it's really... Not driving like you're in GTA. You're driving. You're steering down the road. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like... Ah. So it... You know, it's... It's not not like GTA. Not as detailed as GTA. But yes, you're driving from one place to another if you want to. So it just looks to me like it has... Enough of today's, you know, they've pulled a lot of today's game stuff into there because open world gameplay 
I like it. I really like having no loading times and loading screens. Um, I don't really care. If I have my house where I'm building, you know, if I had to play GTA and it was like, um, yeah, but see, you're doing the same thing. You're trying to attach all this other kinds of games to it, and the essence of what it is has nothing to do with that. It is simply having the ability to go into an environment where you are, yes, a control freak. Fair enough, I can accept that. That about me. And it's just relaxing and interesting and it's fun to like build and build and I can stay in the same place forever. I don't actually even need to go downtown or go anywhere else. I would like an online feature, a real online feature, where I've built my house, you put in the game, we connect, you come into my house, and you're you. As far as I can tell, it doesn't happen. And I can have garage sale on my lawn. That would be like, if I could sit down with the Sims people and say, look... This is one of the things, <laughs> Sims Online, if you want to make it a new Sims Online, this is what you need. I need to be able to go to flea markets and buy shit. I need to have my garage sale on my front lawn and have my friends come over. And I want to be able to have my own restaurant that I open and serve other people. Oh my god, a restaurant would be fantastic. Or a whole other An Sim gallery, that yeah. they should make. I mean, yeah. But anyway, that's, pro- that's, all- that's probably like... The Sims 10 or something. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, one thing I was going to say about sandbox gameplay is I'm playing through GTA 4 again on the PC, the PC version this time instead of the 360 version. It's, it's actually better. It's um, graphically better. Hmm. Smoother. There are no weird stutters and stuff like the 360 version had. Hmm. Um, and one thing I found myself doing, and this is what I like about sandbox games, I feel Liberty City is so well designed. I feel like I'm in that city. I know the city now. If you say to me, can you go to the internet cafe? Wherever I am on the map, without looking at the map, I'll drive there because I know which corners to turn on. It's weird. I feel like I'm, I know Liberty City. And what I found myself doing the other day, I was, I'd found this really cool car and I was driving it around. And I found I was driving it careful because I felt that this car was important. <laughs> So I was driving careful, and I was obeying the speed limit, and then I got to my apartment and the place where I parked my car. I was actually doing a three-point turn to put it into the... You know, do you know, like, what yeah. do you call it? Parallel parking. I was doing parallel parking to put it in its little place without bumping anybody else's cars. So there's, like, a little... Something that's not really to do with the game, but I was kind of putting it on myself as, yep. like, I really like this car, so I'm going to put this away nicely and I'm... Do you get what I'm yes, saying? So I, I totally. So get I was what bringing you're my own gameplay into it without even thinking about it, and then afterwards I'm thinking, I can just go and get one of them cars whenever I want. Why am I so like? Yeah, but well, see, that's that that is what I'm saying. That essence of The Sims wasn't is it? It isn't about having this person that you're gonna live a full life and you got to go get a job and do all this stuff and follow some thing. It is about that minutia. Like I'll be looking at the house I've built and I'll think, hmm. I actually really want that window over there and that bed over there. I stop the gameplay and then for an hour I'm rearranging things or I'm doing stuff or I'm changing stuff. And again, I don't think it's a girl thing. So don't give me that crap from anybody who thinks that. No, I don't. because No, because it's that. That's the element of the game. I consider that gameplay. I don't consider when I hit the play button and I wait and see what happens and then I I gather these friends and I get this money and I have to go do this. I consider the whole, from the minute I sit down and I hear that music, even if I spend three hours just building things or taking down walls and putting up walls and rearranging stuff, that is the game to me. Yeah, and I feel that... And then I might be like, oh, I'm done now. And I may not ever even put my sim in there. Well, Um, I feel that when I was playing GTA this week, because I've already played it through once... So the story, 
doesn't matter to me as much this time around. I found that just being in the city and seeing what things are happening and stuff was... Oh, I love that you love it so much. It's was so part cool. Of, you know, I was stood on a street and there was a hot dog vendor and I bought a hot dog. <laughs> and then I stood there eating the hot dog and people were walking past saying things. And I'd never really experienced that because I was too busy trying to do the missions and stuff. And you can just stand there and listen to people talking like you were walking around. And there's a whole thing going on. You know, there's people pulling their cell phones out and having, like, a full conversation that, you right. know, if you don't hang around to listen to it, you might not have ever experienced. But you're, you're like, wow, that And person's... you consider that, you're playing. You're not playing. You are experiencing that game. Like, I'm in that city. That's that, the deal. Just because you're not in a car and hunting down someone and on a mission doesn't mean you're not experiencing No, like, and like you say, when you turn it on and you hear the music, for me, as soon as the Grand Theft Auto music comes on... And the city loads up and I'm there. It doesn't just, matter what I you do. You kind of go like, huh, okay. I love, I'm, I'm, you I've know, got my beverage like can, and I'm settled in. Or today and... I can either go and do a load of missions or I can just putter around because I'm really enjoying being in this thing, you know? Anyway, I'm a... It's hard to explain that to people who don't get it. But I totally get no, it. No, I can sit... I, I've played Grand Theft Auto for over 100 hours, the, the new one. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and and goodness still, knows and how many still hours you've spent up. on the other three. Oh, totally. There's just something, isn't there, that clicks with I need to put The Sims original back on my laptop again before 3 comes out. To get to hold tide me over. And And then if 3 is not what I want, then I've got the original I can just put it on. One thing's for sure, Sims 3 is not going to work on your laptop. You're going to have to play it on your desktop. No, but what I do need to know, if anyone out there knows, I need the money cheat now before (laughs) I start, because I cheat. I don't care. I like endless amounts of money so I can buy whatever I want. I'm sure if you subscribe to, uh, which I did actually this weekend, subscribe to The Sims 3's Twitter feed, which is EA's yeah. Twitter feed, I'm sure they will give out any information over there, won't I they? I don't think so. you got to find that you stuff know? out for yourself, yeah. But um, the other thing about open world gameplay is this week's Xbox 360 game, which is pretty much the first big game after the big glut of games in November, is Skate 2, which is... Um, EA's skateboarding game, which, you know, Tony Hawk had always been the skateboarding game, and then EA brought out last year Skate, and it turned out it was better than Tony Hawk in every respect. Now, this is Skate 2 taking it to a new level, but it's still an open world. You've played the demo, and? It's really fun. I mean, the demo doesn't give you a taste of the city, because you're enclosed in this little skate park, Mm. and the city's there, you can see it, but you can't go through the gate because it's all locked off. But I know from the first one that it's it's like Grand Theft Auto, but you're in a skate. You know, the reason you're in the city is to skate. So it's really a lot of fun. I think it'll be worth um, a shot. It's out on Tuesday. So I'll tell you next week what it's like. Excellent. And then you've got... What's for dinner? I think I've mentioned it. Lasagna. Could be overcooked by now. I don't know, but we'll see. I'm using the no-boil noodles. Half beef, half veggie. Going to see how that turns out. No, I don't think it'll be overcooked. We're only 57 minutes in. And it already baked 20 minutes, but I turned it down to 250. So It's we'll not going to be black. We'll see. No, it won't be black, but it might be mush. It might be lasagna-flavored mush. Mush that'll, is good. That'll be fine. And uh, I am also want to talk about, I'm in the process of someone on the place where I sell some of my art print things messaged me and said uh, she's graduated from law school. She'd like to celebrate by getting herself a tattoo. If she likes my drawings, would I be interested in drawing one for her? Now, this may not pan out. She may decide she doesn't want actually what I'm coming up with, and that's fine. I might chicken out and tell her, look, I'm, I can't really do it. But I'm in the process, which kind of goes back to my Sims thing. The end result isn't so much what I'm going for, but the process of imagining as I'm drawing these sketches and stuff that you see laying right over there. 
I imagine flowers. The well, that's her order. She likes magnolias and lotus flowers, and she likes things with symbolism and all that kind of stuff. But flowy. She likes my style. She likes my free flowing style of drawing. She doesn't want to be tribal or anything like that. But the process of it and imagining it. That someone's going to commit to something that I have drawn and put... She's going to put it right on her pelvic, right on the front of her... Vagine. No, to the left Vagine. of her belly button, but down a little bit, like on her hip bone, you know, like oh, there. That so she painful. must be very thin. <laughs> I wouldn't attempt to put a tattoo in that area of my... Unless it was like a, the Hindenburg. I don't the hip bones to to your thigh bone as well. <laughs> the Hindenburg. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, so that's one thing that's kind of interesting to be sitting down and imagining. Is this, make, will you actually? Will she? Actually, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm keep doing. It. I've showed her one, and she was kind of like she wasn't. She had suggestions, and so then I'm. But that's just an interesting uh, project I'm working on. And then the other thing is tomorrow morning, tomorrow during the morning, mostly. I'll be having lots of things examined. We're having our house appraised for a new mortgage. I am going for a well-woman visit at the doctor's office, which means they're going at me from both ends. I'm getting the female stuff checked out and a mammogram, the whole bit. Both and ends? A ma- yeah, both ends. Well, like... Even eight? at the back end. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I said, you don't... <laughs> Not the last time I had it. I don't think they involved that. And I'm having my car inspected. And I said, so, <laughs> before we did this, um, you said, I'm going to get the car inspected tomorrow and I'm going on a well-woman visit. And I said, don't get them mixed up. Because <laughs> you don't want some greasy mechanics having a look up your... Uh, Jaxie. <laughs> Jaxie and, uh, you know. I don't want the, my... I mostly don't the want The hospital won't know anything about the car. Yeah, I really don't want them looking at the car. <laughs> Mechanic, you know. We'll, we'll see how cute they are. They but. deal with a different kind of tailpipes. <laughs> Oh my god. Woo, you just came up with that right that second. I can see it in your face. It just occurred to you. So I just think that's one of those days where I'm going to despise because I have all these things to go get done. I'll be done by lunchtime and then you're done. Suppose, well, car inspection, we'll see. That's, that'll probably be the. But the well woman visit, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well woman visit just doesn't It's to sound make right. sure you're a well woman. It that's is, what it's but for. it. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, so... So it's a mammogram. I recommend... It's been over a year for mine, so if you haven't had one, I had a sister who have... I have a sister who had breast cancer last year. I have a mother who died of breast cancer. Correct. And I think that it's important, and... And I also think it's important for men to have a mammogram. You can have a mammogram. Just... It's just, also important for men to get their pee-pee checked, and you never do, so maybe you should take I a check look at your own. own. <laughs> <laughs> you can unload the mechanic do it. Just, you know, when he's no. checking out other tailpipes, like you said. <laughs> Only if it's a female mechanic. I can find. I can arrange that. <laughs> That's it for me. So um, I want to say thanks for listening to uh, after the show number fifty three. Uh, I want to remind you about our websites, ascully.com and sidtalk.com, where you can find this podcast. Can you find this podcast on your site? Do you have links to it? Uh, yes. In a few minutes, I will. <laughs> By the time they listen. But anyway, um, you can find it at aschoolie.com. is my site where I ramble about things. If you want to call it rambling, I talk about things. Recently, I've written a few little article things about whatever. I put my artwork on there. Um, my experiences after having a hysterectomy. Lots of recipes that I've come up with or tried. Um, trying to eat lots more like vegan and vegetarian stuff. Lasagna is not in that category because it has cheese, but whatever. And so a, that's what my site is. And you probably know by now, is our, our movie site where we review movies and we have our podcast 
etc., etc. You put up DVD news and stuff all day long. News all, all day, every every day. So if you're interested in the latest DVD releases and what they are, and I uh, post And contest. Them. Yep. So uh, we also um, have recently been getting into Twitter a bit more than usual. Um, and if you don't know what Twitter is, it's twitter.com, T-W-I-T-T-E-R.com. And it's a... I don't want to say this. No. I don't even know what to call it. No, I know what it is, and it's pretentious as hell, but I'm go- I'm going to say it. Let me get a drink of beer before you say it's it. It's not necessarily this, but this is the official term. It's a micro-blogging thing. Oh my god, I can't do it anymore now, now that you've said that. Anyway, what it is, is you have... <laughs> it's not an instant messenger, but it is kind of. So, you, go, you make an account on Twitter, and you get your Twitter username. Mine's A. Scully, yours is Sid Talk. And then you follow other Twitter users. And whenever I say something on Twitter, so say I say today, we're just about to do the new After the Show 53. Anybody who's following me can see that. Like it pops up on their... Um, web. Well, you can it, have a client or you, or you can use the web page. Yeah, just refresh the page and everybody's pops up. But anyway, you, the, the, the main thing is like you follow different people that you're interested in and they follow you and you talk to each other in a roundabout way it's not like directly you can talk- direct a message you can people. but that's not really what it's about is it it's no. about like I think it is Twitter is just like Facebook just like MySpace it is what you make it putting your thoughts into the world putting your thoughts that's into the world is what we do I put crazy stuff like today's a two cup hot two two girls one cup <laughs> no <laughs> no today's like a <laughs> two cup of hot tea day and that'll just be it like and that's I, a random and I posted a, a one U- day you said I'm really thirsty and I ooh glass and of I water and I posted a YouTube link to Bernard Wrightson's performance yesterday right it could be anything now other people don't use it that way other people use it for advertising and all kinds of bullshit if you don't follow someone you don't have to read anything you don't want to read that's what I like about it and I like seeing your thoughts randomly and I have a friend who does it and I just like post about crap that just comes into my head. 50 times a day, because he he's kind of like, he's really into it. Obsessed. He is, and I think you make it what you want, and it doesn't have to be obnoxious and pretentious. I just like it. It's a fun little aside. Even though we own that, have our own br- our websites, we could do that on. It's just fun to do Twitter. It uh, is fun. And if um, you want to... And following the certain people that I follow, like Etsy.com. And I follow a lot of video TVD's game people. kind of funny, because he puts different things on there. Um... So yeah, go to Twitter and you can sign up, or you can follow either one. And I even started following Woot.com this week, so I... Woot's a good one. And um, I thought every day I would get the Woot, but they don't post it every day. They're just like, it's like they forget or something. Is three, it not every day? I thought it was. No, like three days, there isn't any, and then there is one, and then there... <laughs> so I, you know, I don't think that works so well, but um, you can go to Twitter.com and you can follow A. Scully, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y, or SidTalk. Just go to twitter.com slash and then put our name on the end mm-hmm. and then if you've already got an account you can just click the follow and then you'll be able to see what bullshit we sprout every and day. do search and yeah sometimes the search doesn't always work and it says twitter's under too much stress whatever it's not like life-saving shit you know i mean it doesn't matter but if you do searches you can search for all kinds you could look up amazon they've got their own thing. you can look up dell you can look up so tv shows and famous people who's one of the people that you follow who uh, follows you mc hammer i actually had a conversation <laughs> with mc hammer this week correct I uh, Twittered just randomly, um, it's minus 17 here today, I'm freezing. And MC Hammer directly messaged me and said, it's 78 degrees here. Like, you know, months, so it's kind of funny, because where in life would I have ever spoke to MC Hammer on a 
Just and some would question that that's actually communicating with him at all, but it is. It's it is because it's him at that end typing. In my, yes, he typed one sentence. So did I. <laughs> and but. it wasn't to you. It was just to something he saw. And you know. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, it was to you directly, but you get the deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. I like it. I like Facebook too, but Facebook's another specific thing. I just have friends and family. And I love it. My fam- my family seems a little obsessed with it, and that's good. I actually prefer Twitter to Facebook. Facebook, it gets a bit too involved for me. Yeah, it comes like with a, a lot of baggage. Yeah, I like I go there. But I love that. Facebook because my niece will post a real bunch of pictures all of a sudden, and if it weren't for that, she'd have to email them to everybody and all that, and we can go on there and make comments and all that. So I really like it just for that. It's a very personal thing for me, Facebook. I liked your uh, sister. I posted on Facebook, <laughs> Paul is tweeting Meaning I was going writing some tweets on Twitter. And she put tweaking. What? <laughs> and I don't know what tweaking is. tweaking something... Yeah, like you tweak something. Yeah, but is it also something drug-related or rude or something? Because it's something. Because oh, she know. said tweaking. like, like oh. And I said, yeah, twitter.com. And she's like, oh. Oh, so, I don't know. So I don't know. I, I, I was sister, like, my sister lives a different life. I was like, whatever tweaking means, I'm not doing that version <laughs> of it. If you think that it's something bad, because it's not. <laughs> in fact I'm not tweaking I'm tweeting <laughs> um, so yeah they, we also have facebook.com and we have the actual official yeah, after, after the, the show. show group on Facebook and so Sid Talk has a group as well so if you're a Facebook person you can search for those and f- join the groups and we send out when the new podcast is out We I send out like a little thing on. well don't send it out but you can go, you'll see it in your status update um we also have the podcast after the show on iTunes, Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, and we have an RSS feed on com. You can click podcast, just listen to any of them there. Do you think we sound like really obsessed with being on the internet? Because mm. <laughs> I was just about to say, I also have a few videos on YouTube from my vacation last year. We are, we're definitely, and, uh, like, we definitely like I have an account internet. on allrecipes.com. I sell artwork on Etsy.com. I have an account on cafepress.com. <laughs> it's like we're, every, we're everywhere, and it's really... It seemed really obnoxious if someone else were to say it to me. Like, get a life. <laughs> I'll, I would say 90, but I enjoy 90% it. of my life is the internet. I enjoy all of it, so whatever. Um, and I also want to say, if you want to send email feedback, send it to aschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschool
Fair enough. So uh, let me say stay classy President Barack Obama and I hope you have a wonderful day on Tuesday. I'm sure that'll be very interesting. I've never actually watched a um, oh, it's presidential... Uh, I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, you yeah. two are playing and people like that, right? I don't know. Uh, there's some big concert thing where he's... Where it's just be a there. ceremony. I mean, you know. Bruce Springsteen He's graduating playing, from the rest of his life into becoming the president. That's uh, how I see it. And I've never witnessed it, so it'd be interesting. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, if you do not make the effort in your life to think for yourself and have your own opinions and your own ideas, someone else will do it for you and you're not going to like it.